0: Hebrews 11, uh, verse 30, very simple and very short verse, but full and power packed, but something that I think is very relevant for us in this hour. The Word of God reads Hebrews 11, verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. I want to use for a thought this morning just to share with you briefly God's strategy for tragedy. God's strategy for tragedy. The walls weren't beat down. They weren't pushed, or they weren't knocked down. They fell down. They didn't just get old, deteriorate, and fall. It was by faith that they fell down after faithful obedience to God's strategy. Walls divide, walls protect and separate. When you build a wall, you're setting boundaries and barriers to separate and protect this and protect what's within the walls. This was in those times, military technology, military strategy, a massive wall as a weapon to protect them from open attack you can rest assured that the enemy has built walls to keep you out of what God has called you into. I know you can feel it, some of us, some of us can sense the resistance when we're moving into what God has promised us, when we're advancing forward. First of all, I just want you to know that when you walk in disobedience to what God has revealed, you open doors to devils in your life. The devil can breach the walls whenever you walk in disobedience. It is not the will of God that you live in a trap, an inescapable situation that keeps you out of the promises and blessings of God for your life. It's not the will of God that you live and feel like God only ignores you when you pray and has left you out of the manifold blessings and promises for his people. Listen, the promises of God are not at stake. They are all still yes and amen. No matter what it looks like, your future is secure. You can rest assured that no matter what it looks like now, your future, believer, is secure. What if all this is a seed of revival? Who will believe the report of the Lord? Remain steadfast, believer. Remain unmovable. Remain consistent in your heart to pray and praise God. Stay faithful and obedient to the voice of God. We're living in a world where seemingly overnight, the world simply just changed. And I promise you, there is a new normal. We're living in a new world. We will not forget Easter 2020. Church buildings were closed due to an invisible virus that knocked the world to its knees, making millions of people sick and killing thousands all over the world. The global economy is staggering under the weight of businesses being shut down everywhere, lost jobs, medical systems being overwhelmed and struggling to contain a deadly pandemic, little walls, are being built to separate us from that which we carry that might infect each other. Storms have ripped through several states at Easter time, leaving massive damage and even death. And like the deadly effects of a natural storm, there are also spiritual storms of out-of-control riots due to the unjust death of George Floyd. When you look at the news, you will find out that that many people have something to say about the situation, they want something done about the situation, and the only way they know in their minds to get what they think they want done is by rioting. Uh, Unusual and and evil, demonically inspired rioting, burning buildings and and putting themselves in greater danger to be killed, shot, or or, or any manner of things happening. Burn up your community is not gonna bring George Floyd back. And my heart goes out to George Floyd and I, And we just cannot turn our faces away and walk on the other side and forget that, that this man was crying out for his life and someone had their knee on his neck. It's enough to crush us and cause us to weep in tears, but we have to follow God's strategy for this tragedy and not take it upon ourselves to do what we think is gonna bring justice to this matter. It's a bigger situation than what we really realize. Jesus never promised us trouble-free lives, people of God. Most of us know that, most of us understand that Jesus has not promised us trouble-free lives. There's gonna be some things that's gonna happen in our lives as relates to troubles, trials, tests, tribulations, things that are going on, Just just that—that that we cannot control. We're out of control of these things. They are—they are massive tragedies. Things that are causing us to shake our heads and to walk off in a sad state. Things that—that that cause us to weep and to cry and really look for a, a move of God in a way to where we will experience deliverance. Trust our God even the more. That there, there are things that 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 we have to do in order to tap into the blessing and the favor of God. These blessings and this favor, we cannot earn this. This is something that God has just bestowed upon us out of his goodness and out of his mercy. It's because of who God is that we have been blessed. It's, It's because of who God is that he's already decided our faith in a matter when once he has spoken the word to us. And when we would believe God, God will show us the outcome of what he has promised he will show us that we're everything that, that that we're expecting of him, everything that we're trusting and believing according to his word, he is able much able to perform he's able to bring it to pass in our lives so although we have these walls of racism, these walls of poverty, these things that in our hearts and in our minds that separate us, we cannot allow ourselves to become separate and and fall prey to a spirit that is out to just trap us and cause more deaths thing we've walked through many things that were that were just as bad there have been many george is not the first and i'm not discounting that i think that we should uh, walk to be heard and and walk to make a difference okay so once again when you walk in disobedience to what God has said, then you're going to find out that there are some consequences, there are some deadly things that go on in the lives of people who will walk in disobedience to the word of God. We cannot afford to just leave God out of what it is that we're trusting God for, we cannot afford To walk around and do what we think is going to bring justice to a certain people. We cannot afford to walk out of the will and out of the ways of God and still expect the promise of God to come to pass in our lives. Amen. It's, It's not the will of God that you live and feel like God only ignores you and has left you out. Listen, once again, the promises of God are not at stake. They are yes and amen, no matter what it looks like, your future is secure. This is only a seed of revival. I need you to stay steadfast. I need you to keep praying, trusting God and believing God. It's been overnight seemingly that, that this world has changed and we've experienced a lot of overwhelming things, things that we never thought we'd see in our lifetime through this pandemic that has proven to be fatal for thousands. We cannot afford to walk around and be politically careless and expose ourselves to what God never intended to kill us believers. Having these little walls built for physical reasons, but not for spiritual reasons. And, and, and I, and, and like the deadly effects of a natural storm, I told you this thing with George Floyd is a big situation. It's a big situation. God didn't tell us that in this world we were not going to have trouble. He told us that in this world we're going to have trouble. And as Christians, we we like to think we are exempt and get a free pass, but saints and sinners alike, we're going to have some troubles. We're going to so you know, you know, saints and sinners have been victims of COVID-19 alike. Psalms 34, 19 reminds us, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Many of us even ask why God allowed tragedy when he could prevent it. Listen, God will be glorified. We're looking for a reason as, God, as though God has to justify his reasonings for allowing things to come into this world. You remember Jesus' friend, Lazarus. Jesus told them that this sickness that he allowed is not unto death, but for the glory of God. God allows something because he's going to get his glory, that the son of God might be glorified thereby. The only reason that Jesus allowed Lazarus to die was so he could resurrect him to the glory of God, that the son of God would be glorified. In John 9:2, when Jesus healed the man who was born blind, his disciples asked, who sinned, this man or his parents, he, that, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in this man's life. Problems do not always indicate sin. Problems, things and situations that go on in your life is not God catching up with you. Although we do know that the wages of sin is death, but we thank God that the gift of God, the gift of God, not something you can do or not do to get it, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And so with that said, sometimes tragedy is just an opportunity for God to step in. Every miracle in the Bible first started as a problem. And when you look at Hebrews 11, you would look at all of these impossibilities that by faith, everything God began to speak. He says, but by faith, this happened this way. But by faith, they did this and that. And then he said, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. At first, they looked like impossibilities. Look where they were coming from. They had just watched the previous generation die in the wilderness because they would not believe God. That God had their blessed, their blessing was delayed because of those before them were in doubt. That generation died out. So they had to look at all of their, their previous generations, their fathers, their grandfathers, and those before them. They had to watch them die before they could enter into what God said is only possible to those by faith. This is just another opportunity to give God glory for God to get his glory. They start out and they look like. Problems that are impossible with men, but there are only opportunities for God. And your problem, whatever it is as an individual, is no different from theirs. It may be, seem like it's impossible for you to get over that situation or to live through it, but I'm telling you, this is only an opportunity for God. It may be impossible for men, but it is an opportunity for God. Sometimes God allows tragedy in our lives to change our direction and to get our attention. He may allow a small tragedy in your life to prevent even, an even bigger one. Like losing your soul, it's a bigger thing to lose your soul. Whenever you try to, whenever you lost your money, that's one thing. But whenever you lose your soul, that's a whole nother thing. And we need to understand and know which one is more important. If we don't, there's a problem with our salvation. I think it's safe to say that if certain events had not happened, even in some of our lives, some of us would not even be saved today. Isaiah said in uh, in his in his book, he said in the year. Isaiah, King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord. This is what Isaiah said. So there was something that happened that caused him to see the Lord. And you read the the story. He saw him high and lifted up and his train fell the temple and so forth. Isaiah saw the Lord in the year that King Isaiah died. God wants to open our eyes and to draw us closer to him. Notice that since the pandemic, some people are praying more. You see more open prayer on TV. People are talking about unity. People are talking about ways to do nice things for one another. But for some of them, it's just them being good people, not them being believers. There'll be a lot of good people that did a lot of good things that still won't make it in because they never believed Jesus to save them and to forgive them for their sins. I know it's hard to understand, but when you read the book, God makes it plain that we cannot be born again no other way but simply through Jesus Christ. The death, burial, the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Christ on our behalf is the only way we can walk into this blessing of God. Amen. You're praying more because of the pandemic. And you're doing, pandemic, and you're doing uh, greater and nicer things because of the pandemic. But you need to be born again. You need to believe and know that Jesus is the only way. Many people are turning to God and being spiritually awakened, even because of what God has allowed through this pandemic. And I truly believe that. There's so many examples in the Bible on how God uses tragedies. God has a strategy for everything that comes in your life, that he allows to come in your life. Your walls are not just being breached. Your hedge is still intact, it is, but there's some things that God will allow to come into your life. They prepare us for ministry. They bring correction to us. Paul, uh, Paul's tragedy prepared him for ministry. They reveal a fallen world system, tragedies will and troubles will, will reveal a fallen world system where many are, are, are blaming God rather than believing God. See, that's what those of us who feel like we need to have it our way all the time, what we do instead of believing God, we blame God. God has a higher perspective and he's sitting at a at a vantage point where he can see the whole world, the whole system, the whole, from the beginning to the end. He sees the whole picture. We can't see the whole picture. We see one day at a time. God is at the beginning, the middle, and even the end. He sees it all. God sees it all. All the perplexing turns in your life lately doesn't mean that you're on a dead end road. And all the setbacks of your life, as I told you last week, as a believer, trust and know that God is bringing something to pass in your life. Everything he's promised, he's bringing it to pass. You're going through a, a, a tragedy or a dry season or something that's causing you to strategically pray and study your Bible on purpose. It's God's way of showing you and revealing to you strategy that he's using to bring to pass the promises he's made to you. Don't let, like I told you last week, what's in the way keep you from what's on the way. Something better is on the way. What God has promised is as sure as if he has already done it. Do you believe that, believer? He's his promises are as sure as if he is all if it's if it has already happened. God has done it when he said it. Now, what he wants to do, he wants someone who will believe him by way of what they're standing in front of, although it looks big, it looks impossible, it's huge, it's bigger than you, it's it's more than what you can imagine. But if God promised you access, there is nothing too big that's gonna stop you from getting inside of what God has spoken over your life. Now listen, in order to maintain strength in my natural body, I must feed myself from what God has allowed the earth to bring forth as food in order to be strong in my spirit I must feed my spirit what God has spoken from heaven and revealed in the earth as spirit food the bread of life we need it we need spiritual nutrition so that we can receive what God hands us when he starts moving in times like this when God reveals something it's not something he just discovered when God reveals something, it's not something that he just found out. It's not fresh off the press in heaven. It's already done in heaven, and it may be new to earth. It's a revelation to us, and it's not a, but it's not a discovery in heaven. It's something that's always been there, but now he uncovers it so that we can see it, so we can receive it, so we can experience it, so we can live by it, live in it, and not just know it. I can give you something or give you a scripture when you're sick or when you're in trouble. And there may be a time that you won't even remember what I gave you and why I gave it to you. But if you ever get something because you had to go down and pray for it, when life happens and you have to use what he said, when you got to fight with what he has provided, When you got to believe God to receive it and get it, you won't ever forget it, that you fasted and prayed, that you couldn't sleep all night some night, that you got up and you paced the floor and you prayed and you praised God and you spoke in languages that you didn't even understand, and then somehow God gave you access and gave it access into your life. If you ever get something because you had to fight for it, you'll never forget it. God has a strategy strategy for this tragedy. But we all might as well admit it, when God doesn't move according to our time, we feel like nothing is happening. When we pray and get up and the room looks the same and everything on us looks the same and everybody around us is still acting the same, we feel like God has not heard and is not doing anything at all about it. But you've got to trust God, believer. You've got to, you've got to trust God's strategy. This this is to let you know, listen, whenever it's taking a long time like that or when it doesn't happen when you want it to, this is to let you know that you are not in control. Somebody ought to say amen. You are not in control. Your prayer life does not control God. Your prayer life, your prayer does not handcuff God to give you, pacify you, and bottle you. Your praise is something to show God your gratitude just because he is God. He's worthy to be praised because he's God. In your natural thinking, you might feel like you're no match for the opposing forces built up against you and around you. Look at them standing at this great big structure, this wall that stands above them, and they're standing on the ground against some monumental building. This wall that that is protecting and shielding those inside from what's on the outside. This wall, this demonic obstruction that's standing in their way from them gaining access into what God says is already theirs. If you trust God, endure as a good soldier, we can learn from this text that if we keep walking by faith, if we stay in the strategy of God, doing what you can do, God is going to show you something. He's going to do what he can do and show you the power and the blessing. Of walking in the spirit, whenever you do what God has told you to do in the strategy that God reveals to you, God will show you the power and the connection between physical obedience and spiritual release. We've talked about that before—that there is a connection between what we do as relates to obedience or disobedience on this earth that that, that affects us spiritually. It affects the spiritual realm. Sorry to tell you that, but that's part of why you have uh, dominion. If you didn't have dominion, we would be in trouble when dogs did what they weren't supposed to do. But because God gave us dominion, then the whole earth is in trouble when we disobey God. And the whole earth can be blessed when we obey God. We saw that through Abraham last week. What you do in relate, as relates to obeying God has a spiritual effect on your life. Amen. In the natural, we might appear to be few and weak, but because we're walking in obedience to God, all heaven is on our side. What we do in the natural in obedience to God releases unseen support, unseen resources and power to accomplish the purposes of God in the earth. God's name will be glorified through every believer on this earth. Everyone that's, that's a believer, someone that's walking faithful with God, God is going to use you to glorify his name. Even in a system just like this, we walk around walls built against us in obedience to God every day. We are walking around the walls of poverty. We're walking around the walls of racism and and injustice systems that are built up against certain people because of their status or, or, or their race. But listen, I want you to understand, although I'm talking about race, I want you to know that this thing is bigger than just a race war. This is a war of righteousness. This is a war of between what's right and what's wrong. And it doesn't have any bearing or effect really in the natural on what color or what race you are. It is an evil demonic attack that, that will cause you to walk out of the ark of safety. It's okay to be angry, but don't sin because you're angry. Don't burn down your neighborhood grocery store cause you're angry. In the natural, we think beating the wall, pushing the wall, is the the most effective way to cause it to fall. But God's strategy is to walk silently until I tell you what to say, until I tell you what to speak to the mountain, until I tell you what to say to the rock. Walk in silent obedience. Even when it looks like nothing is happening, even when it looks like nothing is changing or you're losing. Keep walking silently. Walk in the spirit until I tell you what's next. God's strategy for your tragedy. When we walk in obedience to God, God releases heavenly power that moves all that's been built up against us. When we walk in obedience, God says help from heaven. Heavenly soldiers that are standing beside you, not against you, ready to carry out the will of God. Watch those people that stand beside you, but they're still really, and you gotta understand that they're standing beside you, but they're really against you. God sent somebody to stand beside Joshua and because of Joshua's inquisitiveness, he understood that he was not with him, but he was concerning the will of God. They were fighting in agreement in the spirit. He was not a part of Joshua's army. He was a part of the army of God, the heavenly host coming to exact and complete the will of God on earth. Don't forget the word of God. Don't forget what God says to you in your strategic hour, in this moment of deliverance, in this moment of separation and revelation. Don't forget the word of God to us. Acts 5, 38 through 39 is an example of what God has done even in the the natural, whenever he uses men to give you solid sound advice Acts 5:38 and 39 Gamaliel who is a Pharisee a teacher a chief of the law he says he says to the other Pharisees who wanted to kill Paul he sa- and he advised them he told them concerning their desire to kill the apostle he says in the present case I advise you leave these men alone let them go For if their purpose or endeavor is of human origin, rioting is of human origin. Burning up buildings, that's human origin. Killing one another after we riot against the big man, then go in our neighborhoods and kill each other. See, that purpose and endeavor, it comes to nothing because it's of human origin. It will fail. But if it is from God, if the strategy is from God, you might look crazy doing it, but nobody is able to stop it. You may even find yourself fighting against God. That's what he told them. If God be for us, who can be against us people? If God is in it, you cannot kill it. Proverbs 21:30 tells us no wisdom, no understanding, and no counsel can prevail against the Lord. Do you believe that? No wisdom No understanding and no counsel can prevail against the Lord. God's strategy for your tragedy is the only exit or entrance into the promise of God. God's chastening is like surgery. And we need to understand that surgery uh, consists of short-term pain in exchange for long-term gain. I'm trying to encourage somebody that's standing right at the door of surgery right now. There are people that are in our church that, that are about to partake of a surgery. And, and when you go in this, I want you to remember this word. This surgery is just short-term pain in exchange for long-term gain. Hebrews 12, 5 and 11. If he allows tragedy for the for this purpose, it's never to destroy us but it's only to restore us back to him. Your season of tragedy, your season of trial, this thing that has seemingly swallowed up your joy and and have taken a big piece of your mind every day. It's not, listen believer, it was not sent to destroy you but it was sent to restore you, bring you back into a loving relationship with God. No, 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 not the relationship you want. It has to be a loving relationship. You've got to love God to understand and experience those things that eyes haven't seen nor ears heard. But those things that we say are working together for our good. It's for those that love him. He wants to, he doesn't want to destroy you. God wants to restore you you should have been giving god praise right then because that's giving you some perspective as to what god is wanting to do through and what he's saying in this hour of pandemic and in this hour of of out evil just open evil greed, finding out simply what is really behind the leaves of men, understanding the hearts of those who operate out of an evil that's unexplainable. The satanic and demonic attacks are willful every time, and they are deliberate every time against you. They are well-designed acts against you to create a certain thought and mind system inside of you. As long as you reason in your mind about a thing that every time you see it makes you angry. And I believe strategically that's why they keep showing this police officer's knee on this man's neck. Because every time I see that, it angers me. It also hurts me at the same time to see a grown man on his face, crying out for his mother. We cannot walk away silently when we hear something like that. something has to be done. But we have to use God's strategy and not in our own mind. And I believe they're showing this to try to shape our thinking. And when I say our, I'm not talking about black people or, or white people or brown people. I'm talking about saved people, people who are living to the glory of God. God there's not going to be black, white, any kind of race in heaven. There's no male, female. There's no Jew. And in the spirit, we are one. That's right. We are one. And you will see these things with your eyes in 2020. But you can't see them in 2020 if you're not listening to God. You will look at them in 2020, but you won't see them with 2020. You'll be confused and obscured in what you see. And these things are well designed, and they are deliberate from demonic and satanic forces to keep you out of the blessings of God. That wall was an obstruction before them, thinking that right even now, even from the time they got to the skirts of their blessing, those two men believed God then. And when they stood at the Jordan, they kept believing God. And now that they're at the walls of Jericho, they still believe God. So once you get over this, look for another wall because there will be another one that you'll have to tear down. God wants you to hear and obey him so that he can release sickness yes. and relieve sickness yes. from your life Amen. do you understand listen but the enemy on the other hand the enemy wants you to hear him believe him and obey him do what he says to do against the will of god so that he can release sickness and death in the earth uh-huh. see sickness and death that have no power or authority over you from the beginning The way sickness and death and all of that entered in is because we walked in disobedience to God. That's right. That's why these things now are so. Otherwise, there would be no such thing as death reigning over you. Just like now, because God has restored us, because strategically Jesus came, he was born of a virgin, strategically Jesus lived and died and rose again, strategically so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. The enemy knows the wages of sin. Mm -hmm. He knows what it takes to get you exposed to the dark side. Mm -hmm. Right now, just like our wives and our husbands, I don't have a husband, I got a wife. Some of y'all, just like we know and our wives know, what it takes to push our buttons and get us operating on and in the dark side. The enemy knows what to set before you, to obscure your happiness, to to to, to obscure your future. What you can see ahead, or cause you to question: Did I make a mistake? Did I do the right? Did I trust you, God? God, did you do this? They know how to push our buttons to make us question the blessing that God has given us, and He's a subtle devil. First, he wants to appear innocent. You know you've met the wrong ones. That first, they appear innocent. They appear like they love you and they have your best interests at heart. They appear like they have something that you never had before. They they, they appear innocent, desiring for you to think you you, you can casually do something while allowing you to think you can stop and get out at any time. They open the door for you for a season, they buy you roses for a while. You may get something for birthdays and anniversaries for a while, but when all the new wears off, they're going to reveal and expose who they really are. Come on, somebody. They had a wall between who they really were because they didn't want you to see what was behind that wall. But you patient believer, you prayer warrior for a a situation and a system that you're going to live in for the rest of your life, you do well to consult God before you say yes. I don't care how the ring looks. I don't care how many roses you got, how many pictures on your phone you have got. You better pray. Posting all your pictures together. Everybody knows you're winning. He wants you to think that you're in control. This is what the devil wants. He wants you to think that you're in control while you're just going in slow. One little step, one little thing at a time. He's allowing you to think that you can just break it off whenever you want to. Oh, you don't love him like that. Oh no, we just going out. We just go eat sometime. No, 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 no. He just called me at that time. We don't, we ain't eat. That's just my friend. But as soon as you try to walk away, you will find out that you are no longer in control. You're gonna miss that phone call at night. You're gonna miss those roses. You're gonna miss those little lies that were whispered in your ear that you thought was true. You're gonna miss all of that. All the while, he's binding you up in strongholds that seem impossible to overcome. It's like playing in the ocean. You've been to the beach. You're having so much fun that you don't realize how far you've gone into the ocean until you turn around and start coming back. He didn't send it to destroy you. God called you to restore you. He didn't move them so you could be destroyed with depression. He didn't move them so you could take the pills and destroy yourself. He didn't move them out of the way to hurt you. He moved them out of the way to restore you. Anybody that's ever lost their health and couldn't get it back until they prayed and God restored it, they'll value it differently. Anybody that's ever lost a relationship or been in a bad relationship and you prayed and God sent you the right one, you will value that relationship. I'm going to watch what I eat. I'm going to be careful to who I listen to and what I believe is coming out of their mouth. In order to experience the hand of God on your life and the victory God has promised you, you're going to have to have faith more than when you're reading about the battle. But you're going to have to have the kind of faith for when you're having to face the battle. They had heard all about it. How God delivered them from Egypt, how God parted the Red Sea, how they drank water from rocks, how God kept their clothes from withering and wearing out, how God built tabernacles in the wilderness, how God fed them when there was no food and no animals being killed, how God kept them, how God healed them. They had heard all about it, and now they can't understand why they don't believe God to do this thing it was time for them to face it and receive it but they couldn't they could only read it and believe it and think about it until they had to face it and receive it everybody wants to receive the blessing the promise and the power of god the problem is who can believe it according to the word of god when it's time to face it when it's time to move and work in your faith who can trust god then who will obey god when something stands between the promise and the blessing Who's going to believe God? Now, I said all of that to say this. God gave Joshua strategy to give him access to what he gave him already. I know it sounds crazy, but in the spirit, it was already Joshua's. But in the earth realm, Joshua had to walk in obedience in order to manifest what heaven had already released in his life. Heaven says you are the righteousness of God. Heaven says there's no sickness in you because there's no sickness in Christ. Heaven says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But now in the earth realm, you have to exact and subject yourself to the authority of heaven and walk in obedience against the opponents that the devil brings up before you. He said, Joshua will tell the people here's their strategy to enter into this long promise of blessing. Tell them that they must walk around the walls of Jericho once for seven days with their mouths closed, even with their instruments in their hand. But to walk in obedience whenever you don't see anything happening, still see injustice, still see all kinds of inequalities Still see things that are happening against you that you feel are so much bigger than you. Listen, let your testimony concerning you be what heaven has said about you and not what people think of you. Heaven's testimony is that you can do all things. Heaven's testimony is is that no man will ever be able to stand before you. You won't lose a battle. Heaven's testimony is that there'll be no sickness or, or affliction that'll overtake you, but if I allowed it, I'm gonna get glory out of it. I sent it not to destroy you, but to restore you. Huh? That's right. See, now, I want you to understand that bad things, when we say bad things happen to good people, we think God owes us an explanation for what he allows. He's still God when your days seem to be dark. He's still God when things didn't work out the way you wanted them to. He's still God, and he's giving you strategy That's right. to get to the blessing, not to get what you want. Not to get what you promised yourself because God will come in your life when you've got everything set up just how you want it. And this is where I'm going to be in the next five years. And this is what I want to have. God has a way of coming in your life and upsetting your little plan. He will interrupt your engagement. He will interrupt your life when you're old and retired and ready to just sit down. He said, now I'm going to bless you with some children. When your nerves are already tore up, God said, I didn't forget what I promised you. When you could do it, I waited. Isn't that just like God, how he waits until it's humanly impossible. But if he can find somebody that'll believe him, faith is the strategy of God for you to enter into what God has promised you. Tell him, Joshua, walk around the walls of Jericho for seven days, once a day. He said, now, I don't care how frustrated you get, don't touch the wall, don't beat the wall, don't kick the wall, don't burn the wall, walk around the walls, and because I said so, in faithful obedience, once a day for six days. On the seventh day, Joshua, expect this to happen when you walk Seven times around the wall. <laughs> don't push it. Don't kick it. Don't burn it. Don't touch it. Walk around it seven times. And then I want you to open up your mouth, sound your trumpets, and give me praise. And then he says, the wall will fall. Oh, amen. Not because we did some demolition in the natural. Not because we set it afire in the natural, not because it got old and deteriorated, but faith caused the wall to just fall. And it didn't just fall. It fell flat because when we obey God, we release the power of God on earth. When we obey God, we bring things into our life, help that we cannot even identify, things we can't see with our natural eyes. Our help surrounds us when we walk in obedience in this realm to God. You are covered. You are protected. There's a hedge around you. And now when the wall falls, that's when the battle begins. That's when the battle begins. The wall is not going to fight you. The wall is just something that stands before you. But when the wall falls, I'm telling you, that's when the fight begins. He's going to decide. You're going to have to decide that you're going to trust the strategy of God. He's already sent you more help than what you can see. He didn't see an army when he looked beside him. He saw a soldier. One. (laughs) Look at God. I'm telling you, God can send one person in your life that can bless you like thousands of people could have. There's one person that God can send in your life that'll cause you to believe and trust him above more than anybody else. Look, God has a strategy for your tragedy. And if you would walk in obedience in his spiritual strategy, if you would pray without ceasing, if you would walk by faith and not by sight, if you would believe God for the impossible, he will bring it to pass in your life and there will be no weapon formed against you that'll prosper. There'll be no devil that can inflict, distort or destroy what God has given you access to because it is not bigger than that within in you. Greater is he that's within you than he that is within the world. It was from within, something from within that caused the wall, that massive structure to fall. There's a difference between you tripping and falling. There's a difference between you getting old and falling than it is for you just falling. You know, I mean, you trying to stand up, but you're just falling. I'm telling you, God has a way that your enemies will find themselves just falling when they stand up against you and what god has given you access to look at and watch those that are going to begin to just fall because they have not trusted and believed the blessing and the promise of god concerning what he promised you trust god and he will bring it to pass god's strategy for your life look at what you've been through Some of you have been shot, but you didn't die. Bullets didn't even kill you. You've been hungry, but out of nowhere, God laid it on somebody else's heart to be your raven and bring you food, not just one time, but many times. God has helped you over and over and over again. He's got some things too lined up and surrounded you right now that's shielding you from things that want to inflict and infect you. But I thank God for giving us. Earthly instructions. Yes. With heavenly words. Yes. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Don't be the kind of Christian that's going to say like the devil, jump off of here, God told you that he's going to. No, put your mask on, please. Yes, please. So that you can live and not die. don't, 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 Don't relax in this because this is a pandemic. Yes. Don't, don't be one of those who prove that you got to fall in the wilderness because you can't believe the strategy of God to access your blessing in order for you to get interest into what God has promised you. You're going to have to obey God. And I'm talking about how you think, what you do, as relates to what God, his strategy concerning you. The weapon God gives you, it may not look like a shotgun. It may not look like a straight razor or a hawk-bill knife. If whatever weapon God gives you, it's a weapon that you're going to win with and not another one. The weapon that you're going to win with is your, your ability to obey God when things look impossible, when things dry up, when the economy looks bad, you still have to trust God. Listen to this. And we know that all things work. I told you before, when something works, that means that it's progressing. It's not choking. It's not backfiring. It's not spitting and sputtering. It's working. It's progressing. It's bringing something clearer. It's bringing something to pass. You're getting closer to something because it's working. Look, and then it's working together. Don't be so depressed because of what you're facing today that you forget how God delivered you back then. It's connected to that. He said it's working together. It may be bad, but it's working together with something from your past, and it's also working together with something in your future. And it's working what? For your good. The very indication that it's working, is working for your good. It's connected to something that you can't see yet. Keep walking. It's connected to the walls falling. Keep walking. It's connected to your access to the blessing that God has for your life. This is a time of revival. I don't see how anybody can live now knowing that they're not born again, that they're trying to find a way, that they ain't ready yet. They're still trying to decide. No, it's time, people. Yeah. For you to make a decision that Jesus is the only way that I can be born again. He's the only way. That's God's strategy for the tragedy of sin. That's God's strategy for your salvation. Amen. Let's walk in obedience to God. Let's remain faithful and let's be unmovable. Let's be steadfast in the things that God has set before us. Have you received the word of the Lord today? Has God spoken to you today to encourage you that whatever you're standing up against, that you not only just have a scripture in your mouth or in your mind when you're reading the Bible, but you have a scripture in your mouth when you're facing the battle. I want you to understand that what God says is true when you read it, and God, what God says is true, and it stands whenever you gotta live it in the face of things that oppose you. Whenever you speak the word of God, you need to understand that what you don't see moving with your natural eye, something is moving, and you are never alone. You can't see him, but he ain't gone. He's right there with you. He, God is with you, believe. He's giving you strategy in this tragedy. God bless you today. Heaven smile upon you. I thank God now that I know that you're giving God praise. I know that you're believing God. I know that you're trusting it's going to be just how God has said it. I rejoice in my spirit today, knowing that those things that are happening in your life is just the way God has planned it because you have been walking in faithful obedience to the word of God concerning you. If you don't walk in obedience, you cannot expect what God has promised to come to pass in your life in the earth realm. They're there for you, but there are some things that you must do in agreement with what God has said. Now, you cannot do anything to earn the gifts, the gift of salvation. You know, you can't earn, you you don't do anything to earn it. Now you're doing it because you believe it. It is my standard of living now. It's the way I do battle. It's the warfare that God has birthed in me with an assurance that I win. Let them laugh at you. You stay faithful to God. Amen. I have a witness out there anywhere that know that if you're faithful to God, faithful and obedient to God, that God will bring it to pass. The victory that you seek it, the prayer, the blessing that you've been asking for, if you stay faithful and obedient to God, God will bring it to pass in your life. There's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no death. There's nothing else that can stop the blessing and the love of God from coming to rescue Amen. you. He'll leave the 99. And you know what? He found me. So I know he left the 99. I thank right. God. But he Amen. did not hey, come to destroy man. me, he came thank to you, restore God. me. Thank you. Somebody Amen. ought to tell him, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm a witness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, thank you. Hallelujah. Just, Hallelujah. just give, voice. give, him, give me, give me Hallelujah. another amount of strength there's and, energy and amen. And yes, amen. Hear people just give him glory and give him yes. praise. Hallelujah. just, Hallelujah. just believe God. God when we oh, come together, to there's something Hallelujah. else that God does in the hearts of those who assemble and believe Ooh. in God. Let's walk these walls together and watch people be healed, watch amen. people amen. be restored financially, watch people's joy be restored, watch God do something things in marriages and in families and in lives. Watch God do something in the lives of our children. Let's walk yes, faithfully you, together, God. walking in agreement yes. in our prayer ministry. Yes, Lord. Even yes. if we can't come together, we can, agree, we can agree in the spirit. That's why he says, agree as touching. Yes. You don't have to touch me physically to agree with me. Amen. If we can walk in unity, That's right. there's mm-hmm. some people who hold in your hand, but they ain't praying with you in unity. Uh. Amen. I believe there God is able now. to heal whatever sickness, whoever is dealing with it right Amen. now. I believe yes, God Lord. is able believe, to reverse Lord. the surgery. I don't care if it's already been saved. God can come in and intervene and turn things yes. around. if we just trust him. It doesn't matter how you feel, how you hurt. It doesn't matter what the enemy mm-hmm. have said. God's word is the truth concerning Amen. you. You can change it. Amen. The Amen. truth never changes. It okay. never goes out of style. It's not just a phase. The word of God is more than just a phase in your life. You don't want Amen. to preach faster. You don't even use the same toothpaste or toothbrush. Uh-huh. You don't even got, got the same jar to uh-huh. put your teeth in. But the word of God has yeah. never changed. Amen. Never changed. Thank you. Never God. go out of style. Amen. You, Thank you might get a new Bible cover, but that uh-huh. word is still the same. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah! Mm. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, God. Mm. Hallelujah! Mm. Glory mm. to God! Bless your name, I'm excited Jesus. because I'm mm. expecting a miracle. I'm excited because I'm expecting God to touch a sick body. I'm excited. Yes. I'm walking around the walls of affliction from the phone calls I received this week. Of yes. said, oh, God. I'm excited because I see walls. I see walls falling because God blessed me. God Thank healed me. God saved you. I see walls falling in communities where they're coming together, loving each other, past the boundaries that separated them. Thank you, God. Problems that they had with grandmamas and grandpas and great grandmamas and fathers. Pa- we're coming together. Amen. And we're Thank standing you, God. in unity. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Hallelujah. The devil is a liar. Yes, the is. blood is against him. The has been washed in the blood of the Thank Lord. You. God. We've already been saved. We've been cleared. We've been filled with the spirit of God. I have every right to expect and believe that God is doing the impossible right now in the house that you're sitting in. I thank him for healing your body. Thank you, God. I thank him for restoring your mind. Uh-huh. Yes, Lord. I thank, thank him you. right now for healing back pain. Yes. Thank I thank you. him right now in Jesus' name that, that he's cleansing bodies of COVID yes. viruses. Thank you, God. I thank him right now in <laughs> Jesus' name that yes. he's thank restoring, you. Father. I thank yes. you for restoring thank perfect you. health. Yes. Thank you, God. And limbs. Yes, God. On bodies right now. Yes. Thank you, God. Do what you can do, Father. You yes, are God. a healer. Yes, and yes you, Lord. And we believe Yes. and you yes, designed Lord. it strategically to draw us yes, closer Jesus. to you. Yes, and we'll Lord. cry thank and you. call on your name and we'll remember the time yes, that you healed Lord. me when nobody else could. Yes, That Jesus. you loved me when nobody else would. That yes, you blessed me you, with Jesus. just what I needed and I didn't have to yes, ask for thank it. You, I'm Jesus. telling you, God will send thank people you, in your God. life for things that you only told him about and they don't <laughs> even understand that you need it and I they know. will bless you with it without yes, you asking you. for it. That's what God does. Thank you, Jesus. That's what mm. God does. Yeah. You're not yes. praying for ravens. You're not <laughs> praying for brooks. Mm-hmm. God has already provided. Thank you, Jesus. Right. Amen. Wherever Thank you me. are, there's life to sustain you. Yeah. Yes. Whatever you trust God for, he's able to bring it to pass. Yes. There's nothing too hard for God. Nothing. You're not too old to be blessed. Thank you, God. Thank you. Just rejoice in the Lord. Yes, Lord. Rejoice yes. in the Lord. Yes. You don't know what somebody's going through. Oh, Jesus. I can't breathe. Watch God. When you move the knee, you might have kept your knee on his neck while he was unconscious. Uh. But out of his body, his spirit came. Yes. Yes. Now he's free from all of what you tried to do to him. Mm. I don't know where he went, but he came out of his body. Yes. And I thank God that let it be a sign, let it be a strategic moment. For us to realize how we got to come together and fight this darkness yes. in a spirit of unity and obedience to God. Yes. Amen. Don't become them to overcome them. Amen. Don't be like them, thinking you've overcome them. No. Yeah. Love in spite of. That's right. more Amen. Than a conqueror. Right. Love in spite of believing right. woman of God, Amen. man of God. Yeah. Amen. That let the spirit of God prevail in you. I pray in Jesus' name that right now you will open up your heart and walk in agreement, your spirit walk in agreement with the Holy Spirit that's within you, that you will walk faithfully in an expectation that what God has promised you is coming to pass in your life. I thank you that even in your loneliest moment, God is there, and you will acknowledge him by just saying, thank you, Jesus. When nobody else is in the room with you, just shout hallelujah, because you're saying, I can't see you, God, but I know you ain't gone, because you said you would thank never you. leave me, nor would you forsake me. Thank it you, may not Jesus. be happening fast, but something is happening. Mm-hmm. Every time I walk around this wall, because I'm walking in yes. obedience, and all of heaven is on my side, I understand thank that what I can't do, you will do it, God. You're doing it because I'm walking in obedience to you. I love you, all of you. I thank God for you. I thank God for the blessing and favor that's on your life. I thank God for touching your mind and your your understanding, even in this season, that you will not walk in a spirit of fear. I thank God for releasing and giving you supernatural understanding that whenever you read and study, even online, that uh, understanding will overtake you and that it will be just like you're sitting in the classroom. I thank God for that kind of mind that will overtake you in this hour. I thank God for you trusting and believing that God can do what the doctors stop doing. Yeah. God keeps moving when the doctor has reached his limits. I want you to believe that I want you to understand that, and those of you who are walking as intercessors you've been burdened and can't explain why I want you to I want you to carry that burden faithfully and, and trust God because his burden is light. You pray and you intercede for those that you were carrying burdens for even before they understood what was going on. Yeah. I thank God thank for the you. gift and calling that's on your life. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, I thank God that you, for you walking faithfully in the gift and calling of God on your life that you will love in spite of. I thank God for you. And I'm thanking God now for blessing your house and all who dwell in your house. I thank thank God for your house is shielded and covered, that no disease will enter in your house. That in no manner the enemy cannot overtake you in Jesus' name. That he's released a power for you to overcome and to speak blessing over your whole life. If you haven't prayed with one another in your house, do so while we're on this. Grab your wife's hand or, or, or just y'all stand and pray together. If you're laying in the bed together, just whisper a prayer while you're in the bed together. In the name of Jesus, don't forget God because we can't go to the building. God has always been more than the building. The church has always been more than the building. Yeah. Amen. I believe God and I trust God right now for your restoration and for peace just overtaking your life. The blessing and the favor of God be upon you, believer, and heaven smile upon you. In Jesus' name. Yes. Remember, on next Saturday, we're going to make an opportunity for you to come and give, bring your tithe and your offering from 3 to 5 at the church. I want you to do that. There are also some things that we've planned for June. I want you to keep your ear out for the vine, for those things so that we can do them together, and we'll do them in a manner for which they will be effective and productive. Amen thank God for you. I love you. And for those who I have not spoken to on the phone, I thank God for you today, For thank God for you being here. Can't wait to see you again. I love you, and I miss you, and I want you to keep your head up, and I want you to walk in the strategic plan of God in your tragedy. Amen. God bless you.